there's that Craig I love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the VGU.TV Weekend News Podcast. I am your host for this evening, Graydon Webb. I am joined by Mr. Alan Muir, the podfather himself. How are you, sir? I'm also the meanest kid on the playground. You are. You're so, so very nasty. <laughs> I'm those... going to break all these wrestling toys to see. <laughs> He's got those sharp teeth. <laughs> so, uh, we we join you on a fabulous uh, August afternoon. And we will start the show, as we do, as always, with our upcoming releases for the week of August 14th, 2020. Uh, should I take this? Uh, sure. All right. So, uh, this week brings us the official release of Hyperscape on PC as well as Xbox and PS4. Um, that beta, I didn't know that it was just in beta up until now, but I got an email the other day that said that the first season starts on the, I think it's the 11th. So that must be when the game actually releases, but definitely check that out. If you didn't in the beta, it's a really cool, uh, battle Royale type thing. Uh, we're also getting risk of rain two on PC switch, Xbox and PS4. A game Uh, that Emmett isn't, he loves, he does love that game. I dabbled in the first one a little bit, but I couldn't get into it, but the second one supposedly shakes things up a bit, so I might check it out. Um, then Caller X Malice Unlimited on Nintendo Switch. No clue what that is. Probably a JRPG because it's a Switch exclusive. <laughs> I like how like the the Switch is doing what Vita used to do, but people don't give it shit for it. <laughs> like the yeah, Switch gets a lot of. <laughs> it's the better Vita. It I. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it is. It's at least a more popular Vita, and I I respect it for that. Uh, Then Total War Saga Troy comes to PC. and I I cannot wait for that game. Yeah, you're a Total War person, right? Yeah, I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch of them. Well, you're a you're a uh, what is that? Does that constitute city builder or is that just like a RTS? It's, It's an RTS. Okay. And you'll you'll play you play a large majority of those, right? Because you do like civilization and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, we have EA Sports UFC Four on Xbox and PS4. Um, I've played some UFC games, but I've never really gotten big into it. But the joy there is that they look fantastic. So if you're a fan of that, you've got a new one coming this week. And now we shall jump into the news. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to take our first story, sir? Yeah. uh, So. uh, The latest numbers are in for Animal Crossing New Horizons, like the sales. And in less than four months, it has sold 22.4 million units. That is a lot of games. And 
the switch has is has sold itself or the itself has been has been purchased by or has been moved 61.4 million times so does that mean that's how many switches have been sold worldwide yeah that is a lot of switches and during the quarter of this time a new horizon added 10 million copies and this mean this whole update like updated updated sales means that a third of all switch owners have a copy wow yeah it's sold more games or it's sold more units than smash brothers ultimate mario odyssey and breath of the wild it's insane it was definitely a system seller for me so I bet that it was for a lot of people as well, but also just the game's accessibility, as we talked about in the review, brought a lot of people into that series as like first time. So on top of it being a system seller for fans of the series, I can see it being a, um, I don't, yeah, there was a bundle though. I bet that that sold a lot too. And The only game that's out of reach and is not that far out of reach is Mario Kart 8. And that's probably because that's that's probably the biggest bundle that I like the most prominent bundle that I see places has Mario Kart with it. Yeah, I'm I feel like I'm in the I'm not in the norm because I don't own Animal Crossing. I feel like you would get lost in it. I mean, it may not be your your type of like the subject matter, like the the no, uh, honestly, animals island life. Honestly, I had technically had it from GameFly. Oh, but the social aspect just intimidated me. The like too too hard. And what you I mean? Just, uh, like having people to your island. Like, I saw in chat how. Like it, it's a very social game, and I'm I'm not a very social 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 person. I feel like the social aspect of it is more of an added bonus, like especially than how you can have more people now, but it's a pretty, a pretty deep single player game. You don't need a whole lot of, uh, like, especially now I will say with the ability to go to other islands that don't have people on them. Like they're just, they're NPC islands and that's how you get new villagers. You can get all the fruits that way, different kinds of fish. Like I would say it's more single player accessible now than ever. 
So if that was like a thing that deterred you, I would say give it a shot again if it if it comes your way. You know, what? yeah, I'll give it another shot after I'm finished with uh, po- po- uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King. Is that good at all? I never heard you say anything about it. Uh, it's it's strange. <laughs> okay. In a good way. Good. It probably does it bring back the spirit of the old ones that you guys wanted. Well, the spirit of the old one I wanted was the first game, but nothing can capture that lining in a bottle. The RPG. Uh, no, the first Paper Mario on N sixty four. Oh, I don't even remember that one. It, it oh man, it was so good. <laughs> well, it's good that it's good, and it's. In its own little way. So the next story. The next story. So this is um, kind of not surprising, but a bit uh, upsetting. So as we know, um, the Avengers, we've heard a lot of news lately about it. We talked about how Spider-Man is actually we even or was that on our lost recording? Uh, on the recording that I was able to save. I'm going to say save, I mean Frankenstein the shit out of. <laughs> we we had only gotten to the, the rumor part of it before it was announced. Okay. We didn't even officially announce, but it was officially announced that Spider-Man is going to be coming to Avengers uh, on PS4 and and PS5 only. So he's PlayStation exclusive. Um he's not related to the Insomniac Spider-Man. He's a completely different Spider-Man, but he is a PlayStation exclusive character. However, this week we learned some new stuff as well. Uh that quite a bit of stuff is coming to PlayStation only. So uh the Crystal Dynamics and Square are working with PlayStation on quite a bit of things including special in-game events, rewards, and 30 days early access to certain cosmetics for all heroes. So they have said that there will be a 30-day exclusive access to a legendary outfit, legendary emote, epic takedown, and nameplate for every new hero upon their release, including all six launch day heroes. And they are also working on uh, community challenges. They're calling them, which are like big multiplayer uh, events. And those are also going to be PlayStation exclusive. And that's Oh, even further PlayStation plus subscribers are getting a free bundle that contains a rare outfit nameplate and a hundred credits with the arrival of each new post-launch hero, starting with Hawkeye, and a Miss Marvel bundle on launch day. (laughs) So that is quite an incentive to play this game on PlayStation, which is where Alan and I are going to be playing this game. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Go for it. I I played the beta. Like the, the... The story missions. Yeah. And then I immediately went and canceled my Steam copy of the game. 
Why is that? Uh, certain parts of it just feel just feel rough. Oh, it actually like turned you off of the game a bit. A little bit. Oh I mean, no. There's a like I mean, playing a certain characters ha- are better than others. Okay. So like the uh, a day stuff. I really enjoyed because you get you get to play as uh the the all the Avengers minus Hawkeye. Does it like swap between the heroes or you have to replay it to play as other ones? Yeah, it it swaps between heroes like Oh cool. Uh first I think it's first you play as Thor uh, then Iron Man, then Hulk, then Black Widow, and finally, and he, the last person, the last character to play as, which I was really bummed with, was uh, Cap. Because what bummed he, you? He he controls the best out of all five, like out of all the characters. Really. Yeah, it feels. Do you remember the, uh, the for the first old the first Avenger game, like the time game? I don't think I ever played it, but I've heard that it's it was good, right? Yeah, this this takes that and just takes it to a whole another level. Oh wow! So you can feel that in the combat. Yeah, and in the war zones. The only, the only heroes you have are Ms. Marvel, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Hulk. Yeah. And like Hulk, I don't like. I did not like playing as him. Oh. Um. I've not. I did not get. A, I only played as Black Widow during the A-Day demo. But Iron Man is very fun. Huh. I like that there's variety there. Like, you'll be able to... Like, yeah, like, because, like, they all control differently. They all play differently. Yeah, like, you'll be able to have, like, a a main character when you go into playing with other people like that'll be cool is like oh this person fits my fighting style yeah and i was and the thing that i like is that you can just you can either play the game with friends or you can just play the game straight up with all your ai teammates that's cool i do like that it's something that I wish they had done with us with Destiny. Just add in CPU characters. Add in like AI teammates. Same thing with uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, I prefer that. So you're not you're not always going alone. Yeah, it's just, I mean. Technically, I still have a pre-order uh, with Green Man Gaming. 
so who knows? You got wait, you had pre-ordered it twice on PC? I with well with my pre order on Green Man Games. I'm I wasn't entirely sure if I was gonna be able to get to like play the beta uh next week on PC. Oh, okay. So that's why I pre ordered the uh just the game on Steam, like officially. So you could guarantee that beta access? Yeah, I did the same thing on Xbox. Yikes. But now uh, you're I'm... seeing you only needed it in one place. <laughs> well, that and... It, it'll, it'll, make, it'll make your PS4 sound like a jetliner. Do you have a uh, a pro or a regular one? I have a pro. Uh, I don't know why the, the pro is like even worse in terms of loud airplane noise. <laughs> it's like what you're supposed to be the better one. Yeah. yeah. Like I, and then after some point, just blue screen. Yeah. If you showed us a crash, that's not good at all. And I've not played it since. <laughs> and you lost all that progress, probably. No, I still, I still have the, the progress. Okay, good. Yeah, I haven't tried the beta yet. I, I hope to later tonight, but I haven't had a chance to. Uh, I, what I will say is, there are certain things that are fun. There are certain things that are just didn't didn't feel right. Like they had they place uh the uh, crates where you can get new um, gear all over the place. Oh, that's weird. Yes, like one of the missions I did to get to find a a piece for Jarvis or to find Jarvis. There were crates everywhere. So the world the world just feels cluttered. Yeah. Oh. And there's a certain point during a fight with a boss character I will not name. Or <laughs> I, I thought, is he dead? <laughs> because it looked like Hulk killed him. Oh my god, he's dead. Yeah, like uh, Ms. Marvel asks, is he dead? And Bruce just... He doesn't even give a response. He just he looks away. Oh, jeez! Like he's just come to terms with that, and it's it's okay. It happens. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering how they're gonna bring back Cap. Well, I guess you'll just have to wait and see until it releases in September at some point. What is it, the yeah. 9th or the... Uh, September 4th. Oh, okay. That's right around the corner. Well, if if you were uh, pre-ordered at a certain level, you get it uh, three, three days early, so... And if you're playing on PlayStation, you'll get all that extra shit. And if you're playing anywhere else, you, you will not. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> it's another and more sad news. 
uh, Baldur's Gate 3 got pushed back, got pushed back um, on its early access launch. And right now it has a, 2B, a TBA uh, release. So. Uh, Larian had this is one of the games I was at the PC game show during summer of the summer of games and they mentioned that basically as long as things don't get worse the game will be out so wear your masks. But these people don't like to wear the masks. <laughs> apparently, it, it tramples on their rights, which mm-hmm. apparently they give they give a damn about it now. It's a constitutional uh, amendment that you don't have to wear one. So no Baldur's Gate three for you. Yeah. Uh, the good news, however. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is still just around the corner. And on the 18th of this month, they will reveal the early access, the next, the new early access release date. So. Why is it going to take 10 days for them to tell me just a day? Uh, I have no, I don't know. <laughs> Is there like some significance to the 18th? If you know it now, <laughs> or are they going to just rush for a whole week and be like, oh, we got to find a day for this. <laughs> it just seems like a very arbitrary day. Well, it's like two Tuesdays away. Are you, are you excited for Baldur's Gate 3? Oh yeah, definitely. Really? I don't think I've ever played... Is that the one... No, I'm thinking a gauntlet. I don't even know what Baldur's Gate is, I don't think. Which one were you thinking? I'm that young. I was thinking of gauntlet (laughs) with, like, the the wizards and stuff. No, uh, Baldur's Gate is basically the D&D games. Was it a like an old PC game or was it like an arcade uh, thing? It was an old, very old RPG series that Bioware first that like they made the games. Oh, okay. And a lot of the stuff found in Dragon Age Origins and Kotor were like were pioneered by Baldur's Gate. So it was a a big pioneer of the RPGs. Yes. Huh. And without it, I don't know where we'd be. (laughs) I don't know who you'd be (laughs) without games like that. Yeah, because like I wouldn't, I would, I would not have played, or there'd be no Kotor. There'd be no Icewind Dale. Was it around the same time of 
like the first Fallout? Uh, yeah, in that in that period. Okay, so you would have had that, and whatever Fallout made, <laughs> whatever spawned. So who's making the third one? Is it still Bioware? No, it can't be Bioware. No, uh, Larian. So like a smaller company. Yeah. Okay. Well, wishing wishing them all the best and that your date will be released on the on the 18th and you'll be able to hear it here first or de- depending on what day we record. Yeah, you'll right. be here at some point. That's all <laughs> guarantee. At some, some point, point that week. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, 2K has un- has kind of backed their statement on or the- their decision to charge ten dollars more for the games coming to next gen consoles. Um, as we saw a couple months back, that NBA 2K21 was going to be seventy dollars on on. Uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X and a lot of people got pissed about it me included because even though yes it is $10 more it's just the precedent of the thing and uh, and I don't understand why we need to do this but yeah, it's uh like, it's like you're walking with a cane because your leg is fucked up and you're you have your wallet on you they just kick the cane out of your hand you fall to the ground and they just steal your money. That is the perfect analogy. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt when I heard I'd have to pay $10 more for my basketball game. And uh, and apparently, though, it's more than just basketball games. They, they say that kind of across the board, they may be doing this. Um, but they actually, they've said that it will be a title-by-title basis. Uh, which suggests that not not every game by it's it's so weird because there's two take take two is the 2k publisher (laughs) it's like it's a okay so take two interactive is the real people behind this and um they they've given a reason the reasoning behind it is that uh it is going to reflect the quality of the experience and that it, shit. <laughs> and that it was quote an extremely modest price change given that prices haven't changed for a very long time and i don't know i just i feel like i don't i don't feel like okay i work in a restaurant and occasionally the prices go up on the menu because the cost of living changes and that's 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 just how life goes but i don't know why they're thinking that they're kind of like not doing us a favor but it's just like oh well you've gotten your games for cho- so cheap for so long that this is this is the least we could do and it's like you're a you're a massive company and and people aren't buying games as often as they're going to a restaurant. Like you're going to make your, your money anyway. And if it were like an across the board type of thing, I guess, well, we know it would be something that the world would just grow to accept. 
But the fact that even like Ubisoft has come out and said they're not going to be rising, raising their prices, it's it just seems greedy and it seems weird. And especially when you back it up with, oh, well, only the best games from us will get you'll have to pay $70 for. It's just like, no, I don't I don't approve of that. I mean, you can make you can make a fantastic indie for 20 bucks. That's going to be that's even better than half the shit that your company is going to put out. And you're still going to charge me that this much. Like, I just I can't I can't comprehend it. And if I sound like a whiny baby, like, okay, but you have have every right to sound like this. I just I just don't I don't get it. And uh, I remember when Wii games used to cost $50. And as a child, I thought that's a lot of money. But then in retrospect, looking back at it, it's like, well, 70 is is a bit much. And then if you factor in, like, how much is a controller going to be then? Is it going to be like $100 for controllers now? Like, oh, the world is is terrifying. And I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars every time i want to play something nice and new so uh yeah do you have that's my rant do you have any thoughts well 2k has nothing nice and new so oh well what's the last big thing when what did what they do they did borderlands yeah that was a day two well technically it was a gearbox true joint and even then it got it's got a problem that certain games are starting to have now where just uh character drift what's that mean so like say say you're playing it on xbox one and you're without if you put the controller down while you're playing the game and there are no enemies, your character will slowly drift either to the left or right. For It does that? Yeah. It's not even the fact that your joystick does it, it's just that the character does it. Yeah, the, the right analog stick just automatically goes towards, like, goes in a different direction. That's super weird and bad. Yeah, I'd, I'm very ha- I'm very lucky. I did, I found a way to uh, offset the controller drift. Wow! And then you're gonna spend seventy dollars on something that does that? Hell no. <laughs> The uh, this article goes on. It says that uh, their next big thing <clears throat> that's coming is GTA Five on next gen consoles, and nothing really. They haven't said if you're going to be able to like upgrade for free, or if it's going to cost you more, or if this will be one of the big titles that has more expensive, a more expensive price tag. But I really hope they don't try to get people to pay $70 for a game that's, like, that was 2013, right, GTA? Yeah, and I purchased that game five times. Yeah, same. 
I mean, Epic Game Store gave it out for free. Yeah, like I, I bought it. Like I, no one's gonna spend seventy dollars on that. Even I don't know. It just seems that that would seem ludicrous if they went for that. But yeah, that's uh take two being needy. So uh, on to the next story with equally as how dare how effing dare you do this. <laughs> Uh, Pikmin Three Deluxe, which was, which is a new Switch version of the Wii U, hit, got a reveal trailer out of nowhere, and it will be released on October thirtieth. And it will add a handful of improvements, features, and new playable content to Pikmin Three. It'll have all the DLC stages. And it'll include brand new side missions starring Olmar and Louie. And it can be played with a standard switch. And Uh, our the patron saint of this podcast, Jeff Grubb. <laughs> like this, this goes all the way back to May when Paper Mario or the Origami King got announced. Game of the year. Jeff <clears throat> Jeff Grubb reported that. Pikmin 3 Deluxe planned along with Switch Remasters of select 3D Mario titles, which we've talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. However, Pikmin 3 Deluxe will be a $60 game. And that rustles your Jimmy's, don't it? Well, I'm not a big uh, Pikmin guy. I have never played a Pikmin. From something I noticed on Twitter when this whole thing got announced, they had pulled, uh, they basically PT'd <laughs> the Wii U version, so like you can't download it off the store. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so the Deluxe is like the definitive version now. It's the only version you can get unless you find a retail version. Unless you pull some Alan Muir eBay magic. Yeah, it's... Uh, this This is right up there with uh, 2K. I, 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 I did not intend to bring them up. <laughs> it's what they do. Like, every year, they delist a WWE game to make sure there's only a few on the market. Really? Yeah. It's like discontinuing an iPhone. <clears throat> so Pikmin 3 is on uh, eBay. You can get a standard copy of the game for $25. It's 
It's not too bad. And there's you can get like there, yeah. You can you can get it on eBay. It's safer that way. Did not mean I did not mean for that to rhyme like that. <laughs> so, what about this next story with Microsoft? Whip it out. Okay. Did you say whip it out or what about? <laughs> Uh, what about? I would never. I would never say whip it out. That is a very bad thing to say. <laughs> okay, I heard you wrong. All right. So, uh, with <laughs> our next wonderful story, is that uh, contrary to popular belief and what we all wanted uh, in rumor rumor mill land. Uh, Microsoft has shut down the rumor that Xbox Live Gold is going to be disappearing altogether. So recently, with all of the stuff going on with xCloud, uh, Xbox Live and Game Pass all kind of coming together and a bit of a brand change in terms of what they were calling it and things, um, people were thinking that Live was going to be the, 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 the price of gold was just going to kind of be done away with and offering free multiplayer in total um, because Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free and we just kind of all collectively hoped that it was going to go the way of, of PC because Xbox likes to compare themselves to, to PC now and uh, just not make you pay for online. However, uh, they came out and made a statement this week, and they, a spokesperson had this to say, quote, the update to Xbox online service, which is what they're, they're calling it, in the Microsoft services agreement refers to the underlying Xbox service that includes features like cross saves and friend requests. This language update is intended to distinguish that underlying service and the paid Xbox Live Gold subscription there are no changes being made to the experience of the service or Xbox Live Gold. So uh, it sounds like, I mean, I've I've heard quite a bit recently about how like Game Pass is the future of Xbox and whether or not like, the, I, I read something in recently in a forum somewhere, someone was saying that maybe they're like won't be new consoles in the future, but Game Pass is how things are going to work, and with subscription models, and and this is just how it goes. Um, and it it makes me nervous that things are going to get even more expensive, having to bundle like live with X Cloud and Game Pass all together. But I'd also love to see free multiplayer. So I I don't know. I I don't think that that's I, I didn't think that it would be very smart from a company standpoint to not charge for the online just because that's what they've been doing forever and now they're offering even more. So why wouldn't like, why would you then go free? But I don't know. I was a little disappointed to see this. So what does the Xbox stalwart have to say? Well, I, I don't know how, but, when I signed up for Game Pass Ultimate, I have I it doesn't run out until February of next year, 
You lucky dog. Yeah, meanwhile, I paid $24.99 plus tax to try to get to try to find a way around the Elgato problem. <laughs> True. You're paying for two PS Plus accounts. No, I turned off auto renew on that okay, one. Okay, good. <laughs> but at least no one will be able to get the VGU.TV uh, uh, name. Hell yeah, we own it. So, uh, I it all depends on what Phil Spencer like his his final word Eddie Phil this could be like they could uh, this would be a way for them to counter or to rival what's or do what Sony did all those years ago on the PS PS3, with the free like PS when they had PS PSN as a free service. So, time will tell. Yeah, it is weird because like we went from having free multiplayer to then all of a sudden not, and then it was like this race of oh we we all can charge for multiplayer. And I mean, meanwhile, PC was, was never doing that. And you can see how their, their online, uh, online gaming scene has definitely flourished from offering it to everyone. But with, with Xbox, it's, it's weird. It could definitely be a good money grab to continue to make people pay for it. But at the same time, if you're going to rope in all these things and try to look better, it would be awesome if they were just like, you know what? New generation, new us. It's all free. But yes, as you say, time will tell. And I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. So the next story is about uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. And a document file of cut characters and even a alternate take on uh, Chris Redfield. And if you check, I just uploaded uh, the, doc- the document. Oh, look at this. Yes. Uh, there's a blonde version of Chris Redfield. The bottom right there? Yeah. Oh, wow. And other, along with other uh, people that don't appear in the game, like the last two. I thought there was a girl in it. Like a little kid girl. Technically there is, but She's only she's only seen at certain moments. Hmm. I like the ghost face guy next to Chris. This is making for good radio. Yeah, and 
this like when this happened like when Chris was redesigned for seven. It there was a lot of uh, skepticism about it because if like they're continuing past Resident Evil five and six by Resident Evil seven's time point in time. Resident Evil 1 had happened 20, 30 years ago. And there's there's still a theory that, that Chris Redfield was, or the one that was in Resident Evil 7 was not Chris Redfield, the clone or something. Because he'd be too old? Isn't he actually like an older guy in 7? Uh no he he's he looks very young. Oh. Unlike Resident Evil Eight, where he he looks like someone who has been through some shit. Yeah. Like that man, I believe that man, that the red the Chris Redfield from Resident Evil Seven is about half the size of <laughs> Resident Evil Eight's Chris Redfield. <laughs> Pre-dad bod. No, he just looks like uh, Tom Welling. <laughs> Where he's Those just, broad like, shoulders. The broad shoulders and then just a mountain of a man. Never forget when Tom Welling hip-checked me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> I was at a... Uh, I was at Rhode Island Comic Con and his booth his table was right next to uh like one of the kids from it i think and my sister wanted to talk to the it kid and tom welling got out from outside the table to take a picture with someone and he like his his shoulder like bumped into mine and he just looks at me and he goes hey watch where you're going and i went you watch where you're going and they just kind of like stared at each other <laughs> and wow. that was that was the day i took down to One of my best moments that I didn't even really need to pay for it. That's that sound. Yeah, you could have just said. Yeah, you could have said, it, "I'm sorry," but nope. That's just, <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not your style. <laughs> no, I I had to I had to fight him. It's on site with Tom Welling. Well, speaking of and on to the next story. Speaking of Superman. Yeah, you you go for this one. I know you're excited about I mean, it. We're both excited, but. This is pretty great. Yeah, so uh, Rocksteady's next game finally got revealed after five years. It's been too damn long. And it, it is a Suicide Squad game. It is. And the the release was a tweet with the Suicide Squad uh, logo on either Superman or Bizarro, and they formed a crosshair on the back of his head. I didn't even realize that, that wasn't Batman. That was like a 
it was either Superman or Bizarro. Does that mean you think they'll be in it? I I don't know. Like all this will all be revealed in about two weeks at DC Fandom. And apparently the game will be a a uh, a game as a service. Oh. And this could this could be their 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 version of Avengers. I or hope they have, so. They could have guys like um or they could have Harley Quinn, they could have Deadshot King Shark Polka Dot Man. Why? What? You gotta say Polka Dot Man before, like, Captain Boomerang or someone that people know from, like, the movie. You go for Polka Dot Man. Well, the roster of the Suicide Squad has been long and I want not. What's the opposite of prestigious? Infamous? Infamous. <laughs> Condiment King. Yeah, Conman King. Was he in Suicide Squad? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I would, I did like the tweet that uh, Alex Navarro put out, where it was just straight up about. Uh, okay, here it is. You have to admit. Four of the five years Rocksteady spent making a Suicide Squad game coming out coming post Suicide Squad movie is pretty funny. Just imagining all those devs excitedly going to a screening and whispering "Oh no" to each other for two in interminable hours, <laughs> and then months of edit- additional work and rewriting into to turn the U.S. Treasury Secretary into the game's main villain. So, <laughs> yeah, Alex Navarro is basically that's one of the best Twitter account, like accounts to follow right now. Even if you're not a duder. Hmm. So. Well, personally, I feel that uh, Rocksteady, not that Rocksteady can do no wrong because my hot take is that Origins is the best Arkham game but I am still very excited, I I still love all of the Arkham games and I would be very excited to see how they put uh, Polka Dot Man into that style of combat <laughs> so I am here for it I am I am ready for this and I would love it if like Bizarro or Superman were in it. Not not because I prefer Superman, but I I would like to see someone else in that world. Do you remember a game called Urban Chaos? 
the only thing I'm thinking of is a like a trials game, but that was Urban something else. Urban okay, Chaos. So, oh no, I don't remember this at all. Okay, so Urban Chaos Driver Response came out about 14, 15 years ago. Wait, did Funhouse do a video on this? Uh, I'm not sure. It's a it's a game where you're basically playing as the ride police or like you're playing as a, as police the T0 ride control squad that would they be uh very topical and scary to, to remake that game now yeah and i i really love the game and apparently people other like uh publication other publications did not like the game so much oh or it has it has very mixed it got a very mixed uh score it's like a from seat uh from like game pro it got Two two point five stars. From Famitsu, we got a thirty one out of forty. Uh, EGM gave it a four point six seven. But this was Rock City's big like first game before they did they worked in Arkham. Oh. And. It, it, they could be going back to that pool of thought with uh, the Suicide Squad game. So that was also made with the uh, creators of Deus Ex and Just Cause. That sounds like a pretty damn good game. Okay, so it's time for the Venn Delineation and the G4 Resurrection. And it's finally here. Yeah, Venn. I'm literally watching it. It is on while I watch, while I record this. <laughs> so, I, I'm actually impressed. It's not too bad. Yeah, like they... I enjoyed, like, I'm, I think my favorite show of the whole thing is Ven Arcade Live. Followed, followed shortly by Guest House. Followed, I've had, I've had to rank the five, the, the four or five shows, or the shows that have debuted so far. Uh, Ven Arcade Live, The Download, Guest House, Looking for Gains, and Gray Area. And there was a lot of like I I mentioned this in the chat a few like a couple of days ago. Like when we mentioned it like when I think it was on here or just in the chat if they were gonna cover like the like big pol- political news in games. 
I think someone said that they were going to, like, the whole stuff with uh, Twitch. Not Twitch. Uh, the current stuff with uh, the with the Evo. Oh, yeah. We didn't know if they would cover that. They haven't. Uh, they, they have not covered it so far. Okay. But they did cover the military, the U.S. military's presence on Twitch. The Twitch beef. They've covered the whole, the ongoing stuff right now with uh, Dr. Disrespect. Oh, wow. Who made a, a weird return to the public eye. And yeah, I if I had to give it like a a thumbs up, I probably would. <laughs> I like how that's that's the uh that's the scale. Yeah, if I yeah. I guess it gets a thumbs up out of out of a thumbs up. <laughs> it's yeah, just I a mean, coin to us. Uh the Sushi Dragon show is yet to debut. Like it debuts at like I think nine or ten Eastern. And that one, the Fear Factor thing, got delayed. You said. Oh man, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I am interested in my. I will. I will watch that. I will try that out. Yeah, you can watch them on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm guessing is the arcade live, like the closest to an X play type thing, like just people playing games and talking about them. Yeah, there are no reviews so far. Huh. But like on uh, uh, the past three days or the past few days, they had. Um, they've had celebrities on, uh, streamers on. How uh, celebrity are we talking? Uh, they had. They had a UFC guy on. Okay. They had. They had uh, have you heard of that show? Upload. On Amazon Prime? Yes. Uh, they had Andy Allo on. Okay, so they're not like big, big stars, but they're not too obscure. They're kind of relevant. Well, <clears throat> actually, on the download, they had Kenny Omega, who is one of the greatest wrestlers going today. Oh talk uh street fighter <laughs> uh they had nolan north on to, to talk about the avengers beta or not the, the avengers beta just the avengers and they had the actress who portrays ms marvel cool and yeah i there's no obnoxious personalities like there were with certain parts of G4. Not gonna name any names. Hardwick. Hey. 
<laughs> it just like in in the G four group I'm in. They were they immediately just there's so much negativity about this because they want they want their nostalgia. Yeah, and I kind of I went in with my expectations were very low. Considering last week I said, I think it was last week, where I said, I don't, I don't give a shit about this. I'm more G4 now. Like, yeah, you totally, totally gave up brand on loyalty. <laughs> and now I've, yeah, it's, uh, they actually had a, a musical guest, or a musical, musical guest on Ven Arcade Live. Is it the Foo Fighters? Uh no, um, have you heard of a band called Wallows? Oh yeah, my sister likes them. Yeah, they had them on. And they played oh, a bunch wow. of. They played uh Gang Beasts, and I I I did a double take when I saw the lead, the one of the lead guys, of from Wallows. It's straight up the kid from, a lot of uh, ABC shows. Uh, Dylan Minnette. Don't. He played uh, Jack's son in the final season of Lost. He was on that show called Awake. Dylan Minnette. Oh my god, this kid! Yeah. The kid from Goosebumps! Yeah, Goosebumps. I, I've not seen Goosebumps, so I, I didn't He's know him in from that. Goosebumps and Alexander, and uh, what else was he? Was he. Uh... Fuck. What am I thinking of him from? Um, maybe just goosebumps. I get him and the kid from Percy uh, Jackson. No, Jurassic World mixed up because the kid from Jurassic World was Love Simon, right? They're the same kid. Um, so. what's Nick Robinson? Yep, yep. Okay, I get that mixed up, but I do know I do know this kid too. Wow, I did not know that was him. I wonder if she knows that's him. We are learning things today, but good. I'm glad that that Ven is working out. Do you feel like they can exist together, Ven and G four? Then, like, are they is Ven establishing itself as something on its own? Well, they're they're taking baby steps. Good. Whereas G four will have, they'll have an audience of like a, a like a, a big audience that has been patiently or patiently and furiously waiting for their return for the past six years, <laughs> six seven years. By the time they come they come back, uh, well, if you remember from last week's recording, they're they're not trying to. They don't plan on tr- trying to compete with other channels like they did with back in like 2006, 2007 when they were competing with Spike TV. So. And speaking of G4, they are uh, Blair Herder posted 
a screen cap on the G4 so the G4 TV subreddit. He posted a screen grab saying that basically the post saying that they're looking for people like new like hosts and stuff. You're replying? Oh no, no. <laughs> they're looking for exciting male and female gamer nerd culture experts host multiple shows on the new network. They and they are looking for exciting people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how that how you're how you would be a, an exciting person. Yeah, I don't I'm know assuming, how to describe myself as that. <laughs> I'm assuming I take it as a person with a lot of energy. Okay, I can see that. And their candidates should be skilled in the art in the arcane arts of video games, competitive video games, the internet, pop culture, and have great comedic timing. This is not a solo campaign. You you must work well off others. Folks with experience as content creators and as producers is a plus. Having a specialty area of expertise in the geek space is a double of a plus. And that's where I'm going to stop because I don't like the way this sound coming. Like, is the I don't like how it's sounding. I will say, like with G four, I of course I I don't watch their stuff on like YouTube archive. I don't. I haven't seen it since I was younger, but I recall it being not cringy. Like whether it was scripted or not, it never felt like it really was. And it just kind of flowed and their chemistry was always so good. Whereas the bits and pieces I saw of Ven, like I, I don't know if it's scripted or if it's not, but it just felt like, like that YouTuber, uh, that that right, typical YouTuber feel of just this is being weird, and so I can see that they like G four has always seemed to hold itself to a higher standard in terms of acting and actually being interested in what they're what they're outputting. So I would be excited to see like the good talent that they get out of this. Yeah, I mean. There's still technically a stigma with G- with G four, like cops, cheaters, you know that whole set, that whole yeah preconceived notion towards it. But that wasn't related to the the gaming content. Well, the gaming content they did have was um. Well, it's actually funny they bring this up because I was watching a. Have you heard of Coin Up? Uh, TV. No. Uh, he had Scott Rubin on, who was one of the co-founders of G4. Okay. He basically, when he was, he gave a, little, a quick summary about himself and said that he, the reason he left G4 was 
he realized it was never going to be the type of gaming network he thought it would be. Oh. And it did sort of mutate into its own thing post uh, Tech TV. Where it just became the, the pop culture network. Or it became the video game and tech version of E, which, rest in peace, E. <laughs> Man, I'm so blown away by that. That is, that's ending. What, E? Yeah. It, it's like going off the air? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Is it? Isn't that where the Kardashians are? It's where the Kardashians are. It's where the Divas are. It's where the Bellas are. What? Yeah, it's been been around for about 29 years. Wow. I'm just looking at this. I did not know this. Yeah, so basically I'm hoping that as Ven goes goes on further that they don't become like a parody. And as for the G4 casting call Um, like people make all this stuff, say all those things, all the, all the stuff about Adam Sessler. He <laughs> wasn't originally, he was not originally the first choice for extended play or his GameSpot, GameSpot TV. They are originally going to go with um, an actor named Simon Rex who was in uh, who was, he had been in the uh, what were those ripoff movies? Oh, uh, scary movie. Yeah, he was in the scary movie t- uh, two and three. Oh yeah, no, I know no. this dude. Yeah. So it just takes the right person to ignite a spark and just bring unite the whole gaming nation. <laughs> I love how I just went from impressions to a scene out of Star Wars. Like an like an inspiring speech. There's just so much in your head that it all just blends together. Yeah, so uh let's move on to remember this. Yeah, we've never did did we end up doing no. rem- we didn't. We've never done it. So, so I <laughs> I farm this out to you, Graydon. Yeah, uh, I don't know how we want to do it. If you want me to just like give a brief history of the game I picked, or if we, yeah. and then we'll just do a little chat. Um, but yeah, so I picked this week um, from August seventh, two thousand thirteen. Saw the release of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, which was initially released on. Uh, the it was a a big thing for the Xbox 360 um, 
it was like a one of those summer Xbox Live arcade games, I believe. What was that called? That there was like a like a summer of games or some something. They would release I, like five big ones. And uh what but I actually just played it uh I don't know, two two months ago. Uh oh, I pl- uh, are you thinking Xbox three sixty summer of arcade? Summer of Arcade. That's what I'm thinking of. I believe that's where it was first like initially put out because I remember it was like a big deal in 360 and it took the world by storm. And yeah, I never got around to playing it until I played it on PS4 a couple months ago and it definitely took me for a bit of a ride. It's um it's a short little game. couple hours about two brothers who their father falls ill and they then go on this journey to uh get this like fountain of youth liquid that will save him and uh it's it's interesting i (laughs) so i had recalled did you did you ever play this game uh no i think i own it on some i own it in some form well, I when I had first heard of it, I could have sworn, though now I can't find it, it's not mentioned on the wiki or anything, that uh, it was a good co-op experience because you play, like, one half of the controller is one brother and the other, other, and the other brother with the joysticks. And I had seen people play it, like, multiplayer, holding the controller one, one end of it. And that was how I played the game with myself. And it was very, uh, very unique when played that way. And I can't imagine playing it single player that way. Like, it just would be too much thinking, I think, to try to solve puzzles with your hands doing two things at once. Um, but, but yeah, it made for this really interesting little, little adventure and some fun puzzles that made you think, and it's visually very, very pretty. It's got like this, um, kind of top down looking style to it. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, it really does have a good art style. Yeah. And it does a lot of focusing on being like visually intriguing like there are just these benches that you could just go sit on and nothing happens it just you sit there and look and watch the world around you and there's like little interactions you can do with npcs that don't really pertain to the story but you just kind of like you can just mess around with people and it just it just tells us a little story there's no real dialogue it's what did it say it's based off of uh Oh, hold on. It said it's a fictional language based on Lebanese Arabic. And so there's no like actual like English or or your language that you're going to understand. Um it's Are we gonna mention the the brains behind it? Oh yes, I'm gearing up to that. <laughs> and but yes, it's uh it is made by one of my favorite developers currently joseph fairs who uh infamously created a way out with the help of ea 
and went on the video game awards and said fuck the oscars and flipped off the camera (laughs) and he just gave him the bird yep and cemented himself as uh he he cemented himself in gaming history yeah he's he's just absolutely out there and i i love him and uh you would mention wanting to play a way out at some point and i think that we we totally should do that because that's both both of these games are awesome and he's got a new one on the way out called it takes two and it also looks great both all all three of them different different feelings like this brothers is super it it gets dark and it's emotional and i was not really expecting like some twists that it throws at you and it's um compared to a way out which is just like a gritty prison escape story and then this new one coming out just looks like a fun little jaunty fantasy type romp um so i i love what he does i love what he does mainly with multiplayer because you just don't really get a lot of especially local multiplayer you don't get that a lot anymore and i feel like he's really helping to keep that genre alive so i'm glad that we're giving him a voice no matter how strange he may be um but yeah, I wanted to shine a little light on this game. If if you haven't played it yet, definitely do. Um, I felt like I waited far too long on it, especially considering how small it is and how uh, how impactful it was. So I really enjoyed it a lot. And and yeah. So now let's take a trip to the rumor mill. Oh oh, she's she's a breezy today. We can we can power a whole city off of the the uh, electricity that she's. Wait, she's not a rumor wind turbine. She's a windmill. She yeah. doesn't do anything. <laughs> what it's she just, got for us today? Just, just aesthetic, aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Someday Don Quixote will come after her, but for now she's safe. So the first one, first word I'll take of the two. Uh, so there's a uh, Obsidian is working on a game that is not avowed or grounded. It is led by Josh Josh uh, Sawyer, who was or is who still is, in my opinion, one of the best uh, like people in gaming, like as a person, uh, as a developer. So, in a tweet. Some I uh, someone's S said, "Thanks for the explanation. Sad to see that you aren't directly overseeing your own project, but imagine your contributions are now much more important for the studio as a whole. Good to see Obsidian having success recently." And he responded with, "I'm directing my own project now," and and in parentheses, "It's just not about." So. So that's exciting for you. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a new Pillars of Eternity game. Ooh. Or how long Tyranny. has it been? Um, uh, it has been it's been a couple a few years. Two like or a year or two. Hmm. Uh Pillars of Eternity is another game that that is a game actually that saved Sidian. 
because post uh, fall in New Vegas, they but they had a contract with Bethesda that was it was one of those infamous uh, Metacritic contracts. Oh, where they would if it hit a certain re, like ranking on Metacritic, they would get a bunch of money. They did not. They did not reach that mark because the game was rushed. Which, if you ask certain people, it is because Bethesda wanted to buy them out and have them as one of their major studios. Like Hostile Takeover. Ooh. So they launched a Kickstarter with uh, uh, Pillars of Eternity. And yeah, it sold gangbusters because people love that studio. And that's when that whole situation sort of started, like, people started looking at uh, Bethesda in a different light, in a more negative light. And ever since then, they've made. They made a sequel to Pillars of Eternity, uh, Dead Dreadfire, Deadfire. And the voice cast has has a bunch of voice actors from Critical Role. So it's Whatever Josh Josh Sawyer is working on, I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah, I'm looking at Pillars now, and I guess it's not 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 in a bad way. Not what I had like envisioned, but it looks interesting. It's it's also it's another game that's in the vein of Baldur's Gate. Yeah, it says the spiritual successor to it. Yeah. Huh. And uh, this next story, the next story, you want to take this one, is uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, I'll I'll take this one. Um, yeah, I gotta I gotta pee real bad, but I, I will make this the the most flushed out that I can. So um, this week we had a PlayStation State of Play, and it was actually quite enjoyable with a lot of cool stuff you should go check it out we didn't talk about it but there's some cool stuff coming and uh one of those games that i didn't watch it live and then when i had heard about this i thought oh this was the one last thing but then as i watched it later on i realized it was just in the middle of the show and it was like i was blown away watching this trailer but my first thoughts of it I don't know why I got like an original Transformers feel from it, like just the art style. It may, but then like if you turned it into an anime, like it just it looks so freaking good. It's pretty and uh, and scary. And this game is called uh, Aeon Must Die, and it's it just it looks it looked really nice and. Then, of course, by the time I watched it, I knew and found out what it was. I had known the story, which we will tell you now. 
that as soon as that uh, trailer rolled, um, there was a tweet from someone that went out and uh, they, I'll just, I'll just quote the treat, the, the tweet. All Aeon Must Die devs quit the studio this week due to crunch and lack of payments, and the trailer was outsourced to artists without contracts. And this was then tweeted at Jason Schreier, who we all know and enjoy. And they also well, gave... Well, well, some people enjoy it. Other, <laughs> others don't like them. Other, yes, that is true. Um, and they gave like this Dropbox with lots of... Uh, uh i don't know the correct word for it uh unfortunate de- deplorable <laughs> it's just a lot of uh stories and deplorable yeah ba- bad things coming from this company um essentially at in in layman's terms the uh parent company of this this game the the publisher um had some the the, uh the 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 bosses and the employees had a lot and this is all just coming from memory from what i've read so i i'm i've i've tried to look into this as best as i could and from what i get is that there was a lot of in in-house uh issues going on there was harassment there was crunch there was pretty much a big old smoothie of of the bad side of the games industry and um ultimately it led to the workers trying to quit it and then it led to the company just firing everybody am i still on the right track no all the developers quit I thought there was some kind of firing as well. Uh, or was it just that they quit? No, they just, they all quit in unison. Okay. Yeah. yeah the... And then, and then in the end though, this trailer still came and they had nothing to do with it in the end. Correct. The trailer had nothing to do with like the people who actually made it. Correct. Uh, <clears throat> It says that the trailer was created with abuse, manipulation, theft. Yeah, they like stole all the assets from the people who had quit. And they just decided to still put this through anyway. And uh, just people were, were speaking out about it. And and then the next day, uh, the publisher made a statement. And it was kind of half-assed. It was really half-assed. And it was just like, hey, we'll look into this. We've heard some things, uh, but nothing really. But we'll we'll let you know what goes on. And the big consensus here is I. I watched a video on it. (laughs) The first first sentence of the video somebody had made was like, this is a game that will not be released. <laughs> and I think that's the sad truth of it is that it's, it's sad for, for people like me who really want this game, like was just blown away by it. And it's very sad for the developers who won't get to see their, their work come to fruition because things people had to 
mistreat them. And we see this far too often. I feel like we talk about it on this show far too often. <laughs> and and sad because this is like episode 12 or something. Uh, this and, is episode 14. Oh, okay. And uh, and yeah, it's just it's a very sad truth that this is hitting, re- really hitting the industry hard and uh in different ways too it doesn't it doesn't all have to be sexual harassment it doesn't all have to be crunch it can be all these different things rolled up one and really just uh it shows how art like what is into art and disrespect that can lead to the destruction of art and it's uh, very unfortunate. Can I, um, can I mention the, the first trailer in the video? In the video I, cho- I saw, yeah, the best trailer from today, and the dev team was abused. Seems twenty twenty enough. <laughs> yeah, that this year is just it's just the most garbage year. Yeah, there's really not much to write home about it, and it's just I really hope that. I mean, I hope that we come out of whatever the hellscape we're in right now with a lot of changes, and and I really hope that looking into the games industry and the uh, the problems in it, really, I hope things change as well. I mean, you've got on a, on another completely unrelated issue, you've got that thing with Blizzard that went down. I think this week where like everybody kind of got together and was like, Hey, our money is, we're, we're vastly underpaid and something's going wrong here. And, and it's like, and the president, and like the big, the head, one well, of the head honchos said, uh, we're not going to figure this out soon. Yeah. Like, it's just very, you and get like, all these different also, issues. Like Activision, uh, Bobby Kotick is being paid $40 million a year or something. Mm-hmm. The staff, the vote, like the staff gets paid, not even close to that. Like one percent, not even one percent. Yeah, as I yeah, I read something like that, and it was like, then there are employees who can't even get by, and it's like it's wrong, yeah, it's sad. It got to the point where some of them were either skipping meals, uh. Skipping, like, uh, someone decided to, like, to, like, this is this is exactly what's wrong with, not just the games industry but the country as a whole. Mm-hmm. People taking one person or a group of people taking credit for a huge amount of people, and their hard work and their blood and sweat. In their tears. Yeah. It's a real bummer. As uh, Macho Man said, the cream rises to the top. Oh, uh, don't you bring him into this. <laughs> Not to tarnish his reputation, but his words, his words speak volumes. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. And obviously our... Our hearts go out to those affected by this craziness, and I hope that something gets. I hope something gets resolved everywhere in Blizzard. In uh, what was this publisher? Fo- Focus is that what they were called? Uh, Limestone. Limestone, and uh, 
and even like all the Ubisoft bullshit. Like I hope, I hope all of that gets figured out and, uh, and yeah, that we make, we make the world a better place. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's wrap up. Uh, right. Oh, right. Yes. I'm host. Uh, well, thanks for, for joining us. It's been a wonderful time have you as liked, we wave uh, goodbye. Have you liked host, hosting this episode? It was, it was fun. It was, uh, it was a little, a little fun time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing it again. Thanks for letting me sit in the captain's seat. I'm like the, the Jean-Luc Picard of the win, the starship winter prize. And meanwhile, I'm. I'm Nog. Yeah, I was going to say Spock, but I don't think they ever met each other. Oh, no, I'm Odo. Odo is the... The... Changeling. The the little dread guy? No, uh, Odo is... um... Odo's like a bald old man, right? (laughs) I'm I'm offended that you're calling Odo a bald man. (laughs) This is... Oh, he's not even bald. Yeah, he has hair. He just he can choose. We can shape shift, sort of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna take my uh, my lack of knowledge of Star Trek and get us out of here and uh, steer us into a different solar system. Um, but yes, of uh, th- thank you again for for listening. I wanted to say for watching, but hey, go watch some YouTube videos. And uh yeah, watch uh Star Trek Evolution. Indeed. I just learned I just learned that you're actually playing Star Trek online and Star Trek Evolution is your your name for it. Because <laughs> I'm that out of touch with what Star Trek is. Maybe I should watch that new show that apparently is a cartoon. There's so much to ingest. Well, anyway. There, there's been about like eight Star Trek shows. Yeah, that that as well. And about over ten movies. Oh, and then there's Doctor Who. Every time you and Javon talk about Doctor Who, I'm like, I I don't even know where to begin with all of this. It's crazy in there. Yeah, it's a show fifty fifty four years in the making. Oh my god, that's so so much time. All right, well, I have been your host for this evening, Graydon Webb, joined of course by by Alan. Thank you for joining me, sir. No problem. No problem. And uh, and yeah, we will we will see you next week. That next week actually may officially have our our new pal Raul on here. So hopefully we get him and uh, and we're we're a nice fun three three. I'm not gonna say three way. A we're nice three man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll see you then. And uh, thanks. And what what's your new thing? Your new send-off? Oh, I'm the podfather and you've all been blessed. There you go. We out. <laughs>